Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away, James Pearce. Hi, Jay. Hello. And also with us is Christian Walsh, Echo reporter. Hello, Christian. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm fine. You were very well earlier this week, were you? I was not. Are you feeling better now? Not really. Okay, well, that's nice. Just don't Top breathe. four fever. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, don't, don't breathe too near to uh, me and Jay. We've, we've, we're going to be busy. Um... So, James, you were today, before we go anywhere, actually, James Pearce of the Liverpool Echo, you were under fire the other week for uh, the Echo football team. Uh, you're the manager, and they won, answered their critics, but they had a bit of a setback last night. Can you please tell us what happened? Uh, it was a very plucky 7-1 defeat at the hands of, of Mersey Rail um, at Bootle FC in front of a crowd of, it must have been at least 20, if not 30, and, yeah, I just think it was the occasion was probably too big for a few of our boys um, paid a heavy price. Um, it was the sixth and the seventh were real killers. I thought we were we were banging it up to that point, but you know, uh, we move on and we go again against Mersey Marauders on on Saturday. In true Mersey Rail style, none of the goals come for a good sixty minutes. And then we all <laughs> came. But the kickoff was delayed. To be fair, yeah, we were supposed I to did, start at seven. <laughs> I did. I think my favourite tweet I had last night on the, after I tweeted the school was. Um, I said that they put on a lovely buffet afterwards and they said, did you have to walk miles to get it? <laughs> and, and did you spill most of it on the way back to your seat? <laughs> oh, very funny. Uh, it was thirsty work though, wasn't it for you, Jay? It and uh, while you had the buffet there, you could also have gone to our partners, Beer52, it's seamless, isn't it? Beer52.com. If you go onto their website, enter the code ECHO, uh, you'll get a tenner off your first case of eight delicious craft beers. And I've become quite good at selling that. Now, we've got to the, finally, we've got to the end of the Yellow Brick Road, James, the final game of the season. Uh, you were seeing Jurgen Klopp this earlier today. Uh, what did he have to say for himself looking ahead to the final game against Middlesbrough? Uh, do you know what? It was interesting listening to him, actually, because you could tell that he was desperate not to be seen as being presumptuous. You could, he, he got asked a lot of things about the implications of Champions League qualification in terms of his summer transfer plans, in terms of the season being looked upon as a success, you know, almost like being asked to assess the season as a whole. And and I think he was very, very keen to put the discussion back onto the fact that they still have one game to play and one game to win. And until they've achieved that, you know, I think he, he, you know, one of his quotes was, you know, we can talk about this after Sunday. You know, mm. we need to get this well, job this, done. Well, this partly us. because the people who are asking the questions might not get a chance to speak to him until way after Sunday. Well, I, I think also there is kind of a feeling that Liverpool should win on Sunday, shouldn't they? Is, is, you know, but I think he, you know, maybe with some of the questions he was faced, it was kind of like, well, you, you're going to beat Middlesbrough, they're relegated, you know, top four, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I think he was very, very keen to ensure the focus doesn't go any further than playing against Steve Agnew's side um, and, you know, saying everything you'd expect him to say about how Middlesbrough have been very plucky and in terms of uh, you know their performances and how they haven't got the results they've deserved at times, uh, and how they'll be treated with the utmost respect. Everything you'd expect him to come out with, really. Christian Middlesbrough, I think it's one in twenty they've won, and as James has said, they've been a long time relegated. I mean, are you nervous? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Is that anything to do with the game, though? <laughs> it's one win in twenty, but you don't need to win. A draw might be enough to score for Liverpool. Now, I think that's very unlikely as well, to be honest. But I think the big issue is that you look at games, say, Liverpool against Sunderland this season, 0-0 after, what, 75? 
you look at Arsenal against Sunderland, uh, and that was, I think that was nearly off to 75. In a normal situation in, in, in a campaign, it, it, it's not it's not as as important at that point in, in terms of okay, it's nil nil against this team with 15 to go, but you know just just keep on you know knocking down the door, and there'll always be another chance later in the season if we can't quite get the goal. There's, there's no more chances, and, it, and the, the worst case scenario of the Liverpool being five 0 down, which would be absolutely awful. Is a realistic worst case scenario is it's it's nil nil or one one after the seventy five and everyone's heads have fallen off and there's no shape there's no cohesion I, I remember the game against the Crystal Palace when they were two one down and I had no idea what formation they were playing I had no idea what what the what the plan was to, to get that equaliser I'm just a little bit concerned if, if Middlesbrough can frustrate which they can they can't be solid at the back. Um, I was going to say Middlesbrough drew at Arsenal, drew at United, drew at City. Sorry, they got beat at United, sorry, but that was very, very, very late on. So they've had some decent results, but that was obviously under Karanka, and since Agnew's taken over and Karanka's gone, they've kind of just slipped a little bit, haven't they? Yeah, and... Certainly defensively. I think it'll be similar to what we saw with West Ham last weekend, isn't it, where I think when it's still nil-nil, they'll have a go, but as kind of it showed at West Ham last weekend, once a team with nothing to play for goes behind... That you almost you almost get that sense of you know can we really be bothered to roll our sleeves up here and try and fight back even if we you know, are we even good enough to do that and certainly West Ham capitulated last week and similarly I think just it just makes you know an early goal just just changes everything on Sunday because I think there will be a lot of nerves around the stadium not not because of who Liverpool are facing but just because of what's at stake because. Um, it is the difference between this season being a success and failure. You know, it's not that that sounds pretty dramatic, but it you know the fact of the matter is, if Liverpool were to miss out on the top four, when you consider they were top of the table in November, they've spent virtually the entire season camped in the top four, would be absolutely disastrous. And then the knock-on effect that has in terms of the summer, Klopp's been you know outspoken in terms of the need for Champions League to have any chance of attracting the calibre of targets that he wants. Um, so it just that that all contributes to the scale of of Sunday. So I think I think the nerves are probably attached to what's at stake rather than who they're actually up against. Because you know, the, the bottom line is, if you could have handpicked a fixture for the final day, I don't think you could have picked a better one than this. It really is the the number one choices, and I was I was going through them in my head. And even if it was Sunderland, that that be little lingering doubt that David Moyes could yeah. somehow yeah. do some. There's a narrative there, isn't there? Apart from the Stuart Down and slash Danny Ayala narrative, I don't really see what, what what's in Liverpool's way well, here. But as James mentioned, then it has basically come down to this being, you know, we we talk about cliches, a cup final. It's Liverpool against Middlesbrough at home at Anfield to get to the Champions League. Whereas last year it was severe against Liverpool in Baal to get to the Champions League. No trophy at stake this time, but you know it is a massive game, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's huge, and and Liverpool are basically at the stage against Middlesbrough where the or sorry, at the stage of this season, where they were a half-time in Baal. The, the hard work's been done. Um, the, Are we the, suggesting that not to pick Alberto Moreno? Certainly don't pick Alberto Moreno, and, and Philip Coutinho has got a track as runner. Uh, it's, the, the hard work has been done. They, they've got into a position of superiority. The difference, the, the two differences, is just, as, you, as you alluded to there, there's no Alberto Moreno. That's harsh on him individually. But what I mean is I think this team is a little bit more... You'd hope streetwise savvy they'll be switched on from from the kickoff, uh, and, and number two that they're not playing severe. 
the the, the player Middlesbrough who were already relegated. You know, I think if if uh, Middlesbrough were, were fighting for the lives down there, and you remember the Man City QPR game in twenty twelve, obviously QPR was miles miles worse than City, but the fact that they were going for survival helped them almost pull off an amazing shot. I think the fact that Middlesbrough are down, I, I take all the points about, oh, you know, they, you know, they've got nothing to, to lose and they're going to want to impress ahead of the and all that. But it really, it's got to be in, it's in Liverpool's I mean, hands how can they play with freedom when they spent the entire season not playing with freedom? You don't just turn it on in one game, exactly. do you? Then ultimately, and, you know, this will probably get played in Agnew's dressing room, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> he's got us on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's on his playlist. Yeah. Celine Dion. I've been Celine Dion. And then... Just listen to this. <laughs> but Mid- Middles- Rudy, listen. <laughs> Middlesbrough are not a good football team. And it's not they're not going to transform into these world beaters overnight. I hope. You just mentioned a player there, didn't you? Rudy Gestead. Yes. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be one you'd be slightly concerned about if they got a corner. Um, you want to get that far up the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, as Christian said, you know, you look at potential things. You look, you know, you think Stuart Downing, but let's not get away from the fact that this is a game that Liverpool should win with, with something to spare. Um, I just hope Klopp sticks with the, exactly the same personnel and the formation that he played at, at West Ham. You know, I think he did say something today which concerned me slightly in terms of we need to make sure we're as, as ugly to play against as possible. And I'm hoping by that he meant as in get at them and don't let them settle rather than we need to ensure that we do not concede so that a one a one nil win is enough because um you know, Middlesbrough tried to defend against Liverpool at the Riverside back in December and and made an absolute pig zero of it and it was three nil that night. And um, you know, I just hope Liverpool are as bold and as ambitious as they were last weekend. I mean, the, the schedulers at Sky seem to have given up on this, though, don't they? Because they're not even showing Arsenal against Everton as the, as the televised game. They're showing Liverpool's game and, and City's game at Watford as though it's the fight for the final automatic play. Yeah. So we're talking about, oh, Liverpool could miss out, but to the neutrals, or certainly the people who, who count in the money, they reckon that the big fight is actually looking ahead for Liverpool rather than looking over the shoulder. Well, that's crazy. They've obviously never seen Liverpool play. <laughs> That's number one. I mean, you look at the odds, and I think that the odds of Arsenal finishing fourth are much higher than Liverpool finishing third. Uh, don't, don't City have to get turned over pretty handsomely? No, 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 they just, just need just to draw. lose. Or, yeah, or yeah, yeah, if if Liverpool win and City draw, draw, draw sorry, yeah. third. Yeah. Yeah. But they're playing Watford, who, but, who yeah. are a well, not very good. Now, well, he's still there. He's still there. Yeah. They're going to fight tooth and nail for him now, aren't they? Because They weren't in any way responsible for him leaving. I can't. I, Liverpool should take fourth and be happy with it. I think you know, in terms of which you would have been happy at the start of the season, wouldn't you? So we've come full circle. I remember having this conversation at the start of the season. You said I would take fourth and run in one of the cups, which is exactly what's happened. Yeah, it, I, I suppose you kind of you can't help but kind of think back to November when, obviously, if, in mid-November, if someone had offered you fourth, I don't think there was many Liverpool fans who would have taken it then. Um, but I think when you think about the hurdles that Klopp's had to overcome, and I know people, no, no, no one wants to hear about excuses, but you know, it, it, it's not just an excuse. I mean, you think you lose Coutinho for a big chunk of the season, Mane for a, you know a good quarter of the season, you know, Lallana had his issues, Sturridge. Um, so you know, he, he's had to put up with a lot, and the, the depth of the squad just wasn't sufficient to maintain the challenge. I think it would have been different if Liverpool had strengthened in January. Um, I still don't think they probably would have been 
good enough to win the league because Chelsea have been you know that impressive throughout the the year, but they would have been they would have been closer to the top and certainly wouldn't have any any nerves jangling going into the final weekend. But you know when you think that United have spent what three hundred million in the last two summers and haven't finished in the top four either time, um, Arsenal you know Wenger the best part of two decades he's delivered Champions League football and Liverpool if they do. Do, do the job on Sunday will will bring that run to an end. Um, you know, I was down at Melwood today speaking to Adam Lallana and he said, you know, I think it's been a debate, hasn't it? Is 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 top four something to celebrate? Because there'll be if Liverpool win on Sunday, do the lap of honour and all the rest of it. There will be some sniggering in some quarters about you know look at them you know, celebrating finishing fourth. You know, I remember the days when Liverpool. Would, would would look upon second as a disappointment, but it's all about context. And when you think that what well, Liverpool have finished only higher than sixth once in the last seven seasons, um, it, it you know, fourth is successful. It doesn't mean to say that that is the limit of Liverpool's aspirations. Of course, it's not. It's a stepping stone to where they want to be. But you know, I, I don't agree with anyone who who says that they should just traipse off and and say, all right, we came fourth, but we need to do better next year. As James says, it's all about context. Liverpool can't take that next step until they make this one. Yeah. And that's why Sunday is so crucial because it really does feel like if they somehow don't get into the Champions League, it's just it's another year wasted, isn't yeah. it? And, and you know, Klopp's not gonna be here forever. Let's face it, Liverpool got one of the best managers in the world. And, and sometimes he's come under a lot of stick from people, especially during the winter months. But he is one of the let's say top ten managers in the world that they've managed to get at a time when Liverpool are, they've got a Champions League manager when they're not a Champions League club. He's not gonna be here forever. And the sooner they can get them into the Champions League with Champions League money, buying Champions League players, is you know the sooner the better because he, he really can help Liverpool make a real impact at the top of the table. But he just needs that Champions League launch pad. James, you wrote a story today. I've been spoken with Jurgen Klopp. He was talking about how he's already had talks with targets, whether that be the representatives. I'm not sure exactly who it was that he'd be speaking to. But he was also suggesting that Liverpool, his Liverpool, are already starting to win people over when he compared it to last year when he was trying to approach players and they go, eh, I'm not so sure, but now they can see what he's trying to trying to achieve. Yeah, I think he was I think he was talking about the perception from outside. I think he, he said that, you know, he can only talk from say the German perspective where, you know, in previous years players over there would look at, you know, Chelsea, um, City as like the emerging force and United. As, as as being you know the, the the big English clubs where they would be be desperate to go to, um, and he he feels as if that that perspective has now changed. He thinks as a result of the progress Liverpool have made this season. You know he also spoke about the you know the style of play. He thinks that players will want to come and 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 be part of it. Um, and you know he said that's been borne out from the discussions they've had so far. He, you know he said that discussions have been a lot. Easier and more productive this time around than say a year ago, um, when, for instance, you know, this time last year, you know, he was sitting down with Mario Goetz or whatever, who, who said, you know, you know, if yeah, if you win, if 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 you get in the Champions League, then I'll think about it, kind of thing. And I think, you know, having missed out on that, it was it, Liverpool found it very difficult to to get their main targets. Um, but you know, again, there was that that came with an admission. That I think he described Champions League qualification as the icing on the cake. I'd suggest it's probably a bit more than that. I think it's probably a, a decent it's, slice of the cake as well. To it was be honest, the sponge and the filling. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, mm. I'm not sure it is the icing on the cake. I think you know, the main ones have been well documented in terms of you know Van Dyke, Keiter. You know, the bottom line is 
have any chance of getting those, you have to be in the Champions League. Um, and as Christian said, that just heightens the stakes going into Sunday because it would effectively be a wasted year because you know you you Liverpool would almost have to. You know, it, you'd have one list of targets for Champions League and another one for Europa League. Sorry to interrupt you there, James, but would it actually be wasted, though, if they don't... Not wasted... To, but, what I mean yeah. by that is that because if he's already changing perceptions, if you see what I mean, then there might be but, one or does, two does, might, does you might not, go... Does it not still... Does it, but then there's the don't perception... Don't there's no not, Europe whatsoever this season. I know, but does the perception not then shift a little bit again if they don't get it and it's just like, does oh, it really Liverpool all again... To, but does know? it all come down to one game, though? Because they've had the whole season, they've had 37 league games to, to make this perception. I understand that the Champions League place comes down to one season, but the perception isn't going to just I think if they switch can, in one I game, think if they, Yeah, but I think if they can the hammer it home, I know what you mean, and, and there's no need for like knee-jerk. I can imagine the, the cataclysmic reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be going on Twitter for another 24 days. Um, but ultimately, it, 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 when you talk about perception, it's, it's all about can Liverpool hammer that nail in that Yes, they are serious. They've got a serious football manager, and they mean business. They'll be challenging for the top honours yet again. It really is. You know, we think back to say when uh, Rafa Benitez obviously won the Champions League in, in two thousand five. Obviously, this is not wouldn't be comparable, but it was a statement to say, "Oh, Liverpool are back." You know, this is. And while it wouldn't be Liverpool are back, it's certainly like, well, Liverpool are coming up the hill here, and let's just keep an eye on them. I'm glad you mentioned challenging them because challenging is something that actually, even when they've not been finished in the top four, Liverpool have managed to do. If you look at this season, they got to the semi-finals of the, the League Cup. Last year, they got to two finals. Season before, they got to two semi-finals and got to, nearly got into the Champions League. Season before, nearly won the league. But the word that I used all the time, though, was nearly. 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 And a lot of these players have been involved in a lot of those games. This is a big game for them in the sense that they're going to challenge that perception of not so much the nearly men or yeah. almost, well, you can always why are they always contenders they're not quite being able so far just to get it over the line yeah taking that final step I mean you know, some people will describe it as almost bottling on the you know on, when, it, when, the, when the stakes are really high on the big occasions but I think the difference is you know, or, although you know it, it feels in a way like a, a final because of what's it say? it's not a final it's not it? a final because the it's, other team aren't going yeah. for the same thing yeah, yeah. so it is, it is very different and, and also you know, and I think you know. You look back to the League Cup final last season. I wouldn't say Liverpool bottled that in any way. You know, it was that was a very tight game against a very talented Man City team that that went to penalties and a bit of a lottery. You know, Europa League final. You know, again, it was like an inexplicable just hinges on the first ten seconds. Yeah, last second capitulation half. after. But, but it keeps happening. Is the point because then you could say then, the Aston, you, you could say, say the Aston Villa semi final should have won that. Didn't Do you know? What? I was I was more worried about. West Ham away last weekend than this one just because I would imagine that most Liverpool fans were but ultimately they've got themselves in this position now by winning that game it's almost like they've done that's like that was the semi-final but there was pressure on that there was huge pressure on that there's pressure on every game but this is but there's been lots of games this season I think where they have been under a lot of pressure and they have delivered you know you think about what was it Arsenal at home after losing at Leicester and then I think Tottenham at home after losing at Hull you know, again, you know, all eyes on them, and both those occasions they delivered. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't have any concerns on that front, and I think it helps the fact you're going into it on the back of, you know, such an emphatic performance and victory last weekend. Christian, going back to the transfers, you wrote a piece uh, that's just gone on the Echo website about the Monaco lad Mbappe, mm. and you're saying that it isn't about who he is; it's more about what he is. And could you explain that? 
I'll try to. Uh, I'm not quite sure what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I think giving it the big sound. <laughs> if if you have suggested that Liverpool are being linked with such players, yeah, it is, is, no, is no. a step forward because I wrote when James was was on one of his many days off earlier this season. Uh, I uh, wrote the blood red column uh, when United were linked with Griezmann, and it's the fact that Griezmann was exactly the type of player that Liverpool should be chasing but he's exactly the type of player that Liverpool would never be linked with because nobody expects them to be linked with him. But you're saying that because they are now being linked with the likes of Mbappé, then that that's it's changing those perceptions Yeah, as well. I mean, let's you know, let's not beat around the bush. It's it's very unlikely Liverpool would end up signing Kylian Mbappé. I think that's fair to say, isn't it? The, 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 number one, the price, they've got a world record fee. Uh, number two, Barcelona, Real Madrid, etc. are all sniffing around them as well. Because he's only about 13 as well. well, just, well that's the other thing. You know, just crack on with being a footballer. That's, that's, that's the other thing as well. Would he actually be worth it? However, when, when you know the link surfaced um, yesterday and then obviously subsequently discovered that, yes, Liverpool, like every other club in the world, are, are interested in Kylian Mbappé. It, it wasn't the most outlandish idea. It wasn't sort of, well, pff, as if, you know, as... You know, there was a little bit of that, of course, but at the same time, all it would be on the surface is a a Champions League club, which is what we hope come Sunday, trying to pick one of the best players from league league on. And it's not that that isn't necessarily as as wild of a suggestion as obviously with Mbappe it makes it a little bit more. But it's it's the fact that Liverpool will be in these conversations with these sorts of players. I think. You look at Van Dijk and Keiser, I think last year, if, if they were linked with, with the equivalent of Van Dijk and Keiser, let's face it, Van Dijk is one of the most coveted centre-backs in, in Europe at the minute. Uh, Keiser is certainly one of the most impressive players in the Bundesliga this year. I mean, the Southampton chairman has said £60 million for Van Dijk. Is he worth that? No, I, I, I doubt he's worth 50 to be honest. But in the world where money doesn't really make a difference anymore, it's it's it's, it's like paper, isn't it? Like actual, it, it It's... There's so much wealth around the chat, especially if Liverpool get in the Champions League. You know, what's fifty million nowadays? That, that, that's the, the crazy scenario we're in. Um, but those two players last season, you would have scoffed at the idea. People were scoffing at the idea of, of Gerte, you know, and, and players like that. But this season, the realistic target of Liverpool getting to the top four. Do you agree with that, James? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I think I must admit with with Van Dijk. I'm, I'm, I would be slightly concerned about paying fifty million plus mm. for him, and if you know you do, I think you know he's had a great, a great half a season. Really, he hasn't kicked a ball has he, since January. I think that's another thing that would, if you're shattering your transfer record for someone who's been out injured for four or five months, would concern me slightly. But you know, clearly, Klopp has, has watched him very, very closely this season and believes he would be the answer. You know, the fact that Liverpool have insisted that that kind of Fifty million pound fee wouldn't put them off. It just shows how highly he rates he rates him. Um, I mean, I like Christian. I think you know. I, I think it's very doubtful that that Mbappe deal would come off just because you know you, you think of you know. I think a Monaco are absolutely desperate to keep hold of him. You know, he's he's so young as well, um, and you know they you know well they've just won the title, haven't they? So that you know they you can play, you'll play Champions League football by staying there, um, but. Liverpool do need to buy a top striker this 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 summer without a doubt. And at the moment, I'm a bit surprised that it doesn't seem like one is actually on. You know, in terms of you look at the targets Liverpool have been seriously linked with, there isn't one amongst them. You know, I think it's well known that he obviously wants a wide attacker because 
he's, he knows that Liverpool just haven't been the same team without Sadio Mane this season. So he needs another pacey wide man um, to give him that other option. I'm worried by the standard of play that Liverpool have been linked with. And I know it's early doors because if they win on Saturday, on Sunday, sorry, then it'll all be all changed. Then suddenly all the agents will come out and they'll be saying, well, we can have this player, this player, this player. You're a bit concerned by the standards that they're not what the fans, certain amounts of fans would say are named targets, big names. Not, yeah, not particularly, no, because <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I hadn't, I, w- I wouldn't say that Joel Matip was a huge name last summer and, you know, he's been a top class addition. Genie Wijnaldum, Again, you know, a lot of people scoffed at that, saying, you know, you're buying a player from a team that's just been relegated. What you're doing there, he's, you know, he's been a, you know, an absolutely, you know, top class signing for Liverpool. And you know, you, I think, you know, even Mane, you know, that I remember, I think I was off actually at the time last summer when he when he you signed. Oh. I was <laughs> off, yeah. But like, I remember like daring to have a look on a Twitter and just the. Uh, the the moans and moans that like you know oh my god what are we doing paying that much for him Where's Gerta? Mm, yeah. yeah and so you know and and you know even and obviously things get spun and all the rest of it but there weren't many other top clubs touching Mane last summer you know it was yeah there was I remember Mane gave an interview I think when I was on the tour in America when he talked about United's interest but I think that was very much when uh, Van Gaal was there and obviously. With Mourinho coming in, that changed. So Liverpool did effectively have a pretty much a clear run at Mane. So, you know that just just because a player isn't coveted by six or seven of the elite clubs around Europe doesn't mean he's not good. I mean, sorry, I was just going to say, don't forget. I mean, pretty right. I think I'm right in saying that if you know Van Dijk, an alternative is Kaladuku Labali, for example. Yeah. I mean, there's a Champions League level centre back who's been you know highly touted as well. Uh, you know who who's to judge who's more. You know, obviously Liverpool have well, got the recruitment's team job is to judge. It's to judge that. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at just bare, you know, sort of what what they've achieved so far, I put it in bare comments. You have Koulibaly above Van Dijk, for example. He's he's the more attractive name, I suppose. He's he's got the Champions League experience. But is that where how it comes? Down, sorry, is that where it comes down to the manager then? Because he's got this kind of plan of how he wants the game to be played. He's got to set exactly the type of players that he wants. One on one against attackers, we know that Liverpool are going to the fullbacks are going to push high. We know that the the pretty much the two centre backs and and maybe the, the, the number six as he calls it, you know, a Henderson, Chan, whoever, they're going to be left alone sometimes. You know, three on three situations. What he needs is a, is a centre back who opens up. Eat up the space in front of him and, and can defend in one-on-one situations. Now, just because, for example, Sergio Ramos, you know, what a glistening career he's had, but he might be able to defend in that sort of setup. Someone like Van Dijk might. Now, Jay, you're not going to be with us next week doing our podcast after the game because you're going to be on your way somewhere, aren't you? I am, yeah. I am going to Sydney for the end-of-season game. And are you looking forward to that? Uh, yeah, I am, actually. Yeah, because um, Sydney is an amazing city. Um, it's... It's, I mean, it's it's a long way to go for an end of season friendly, um, but you know I think this game is very much a compromise in terms of Liverpool's pre-season plans. Um, Klopp didn't want it to be part of the pre-season setup just because of the the sheer amount of travelling that would be involved. I mean, obviously they announced yesterday, didn't they, this game um, in Berlin as part of the club's joint 125th anniversary celebrations. Then obviously Liverpool playing we're the all, Audi I think Cup. We're all fighting to go to the Berlin game. So by the way. yeah, be good. Um, <laughs> And obviously, before that, they'll be in Hong Kong, but for a very shortened tour. Um, so yeah, I think you know I've been been lucky enough to go to Australia twice before with Liverpool when they played at the MCG in Melbourne in front of like ninety five thousand in twenty thirteen. 
Um, 10,000 of them came just to see you. you, know that, don't you? <laughs> and then two years later in Brisbane and Adelaide, you know, three, three games, three at completely sold out stadiums. Um, and I think there's going to be, I think it's 80 odd thousand it holds in, in the, uh, in the state Olympic stadium in Sydney next Wednesday. So yeah, it'll be a good occasion, bit of a random one in the fact, obviously it's the current team plus Steven Gerrard, Carragher, um, McManaman and Daniel Agger as, as well. But, um, yeah, it, they'll, it's, it'll be the, the final flourish. And I think Klopp said at his press conference today that, you know, he, he was asked about looking back on this season and he said, you know, I haven't had the time to assess it yet. He said, but, I'll be spending 28 hours on an aeroplane. <laughs> on uh, I think they set off on the early hours of Tuesday. So he said, you know, I'll have plenty of time between between Liverpool and Sydney. So they're to... literally just going to be there for 24 hours, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's literally it. Yeah, they 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 leave in the early hours of Tuesday. So the game's on Wednesday, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they they. <laughs> What price is Sydney? Don't want to be asleep. Yeah, so they and I think they're going to stay on UK time. I think that's the, because obviously they're there for just traditional amount of time. There's no point trying to adjust the uh, the timings. So um, I'm not quite sure how that's going to work because then I think it's a, is it? I think it's an evening kickoff in Sydney, so it'll be like kicking off get at, off, at get breakfast, off the plane at breakfast and go. time in, <laughs> I, I in t- the UK. I, I tell you what, I mean, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be you, Doily. But <laughs> you're not the first person to say that, funnily enough. Could you? Could you? Could you? I mean, could you imagine if Liverpool didn't get top four, having to go on that plane for twenty odd hours? I mean, it'd be worse than when you know James, Andy, etc. had to come back from Bar. I imagine. Um, and after James after flew. the defeat, James, well, James flew. Right. Yeah, well, you know, Doyle had to drive what twenty odd hours <laughs> to come back from Bar um, via Watford General Hospital. So um, it's. They they have to win just for that, surely. Just 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 for, just just just, <laughs> yeah, just, just the re- revealed the real reason why Liverpool must get qualified for the Champions League. I, I mean, I understand why they're doing it, of course, and it will be brilliant for the for the fans over in Australia. But at the same time, imagine if they, imagine if they don't get Champions League. Uh, well, you will have John Achterberg on the left wing. Yeah. It'll just be so. Imagine the atmosphere on that plane. That's what I mean. Know, yeah. like, it'll just be. It'll to be just, fair, James is taking his boots just in case. Could, 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 well, I mean, obviously the brilliant fans. Just, Incredible support that you know the MCG. I'm, 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 I'm sensing a butt coming here. Yeah. <laughs> but out the trot after a two-one defeat to Middlesbrough, and they've got Europa League to play in August. It's just. But we've just had 29 minutes of fairly positive talk in there, <laughs> and Christian's just managed to prick it there in one sentence. Uh, we'll finish then by looking ahead to Sunday. James, you've already said that you want the same team to be yep. lining up, stepping out at Anfield. Uh, Christian, do you agree? Has to be, doesn't it? I can't, I can't even if Firmino was, he's not going to be fit enough to start. Um, so it's, it's yeah, Firmino would be a, a, a big addition on the bench. You know, just in case the worst is come to the worst, bring him on for the Rigi if he's fit. But um, it's got it's got to be the same again. He did he deserve it. James, do you think that they're gonna gonna do it then? Yeah, I just, I just, <laughs> I have got both hands touching wood at the moment. Um, but yeah, I just think. Christian's currently this... got his head in his hands, by the way, because he knows I'm going to ask him this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Liverpool might surprise us and actually get an early goal, which just lifts all that anxiety and tension that all every fan in Anfield will be desperately trying to hide. 
because they know that it will get them into trouble with Klopp if they if they voice <laughs> that anxiety and tension when he turns around menacingly yeah. towards the main stand. He's got a lumpshot with, <laughs> yeah, with his clenched fist when when people we've, groan yeah, at Milner we've, swinging we've, across into the Anfield. We have heard of fans evading the pitch, but this is a manager who's going to evade <laughs> the crowd. But, yeah, I just Liverpool have come so far this season, and you know I think they're going into it on a high after last weekend. So much at stake. And I think with the modest opposition in front of them, absolutely no excuses. I think Liverpool 3-0. Now, I remember, Christian, it was quite a few months ago now, we were talking about Simon Mignolet. And you said, even if Simon Mignolet saved 23, something like that, 28 penalties in one game to get Liverpool into the Champions League, that he still wouldn't have changed perceptions. However, it's fair to say that he has. Now, that was just an excuse for me to bring that up again, by the way. Uh, What do you think is going to happen? Do you reckon he'll have to make 23 penalty saves? Maybe, or Maybe 22. Or Liverpool are going to ease their way into the top four. I think Liverpool will draw, but I think Arsenal will draw as well. You've, 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 you've completely spoiled it there, because <laughs> I was going to say exactly the same thing. <laughs> because I said... Don't say I, that. I, I, Don't I, say I that. said, what was it, two weeks ago, I thought Liverpool oh, against Southampton, that'll be a nice, comfortable yeah. win, because I thought Lallana and Sturridge would be playing, and they didn't. And I got... Pelters from you for that. I've but, also got to go but, home but, after the game and pack, so I don't want it to drag. I need I need the result in the bag early on, as well as the suntan lotion. You won't need suntan lotion. It's it's winter over there. The ozone layer's thin though, isn't it? So you can, <laughs> your bald head would take a battering over there. Were you speaking to me or Christian there? You. Oh, that's not very nice, is it? <laughs> I think it's fair to say we've also been preparing for this trip to Australia looking at uh, kangaroo videos. <laughs> we have, yes, and we've, we've decided that kangaroos are quite scary, I think we've decided. I think so, that's a different pod, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. Well, it's going to be the summer. We're going to have to fill it with something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a note of that. Right, now, that'll do us then. So, by fair means or by foul or by hook or by crook, I think it's fair to say we've all decided that Liverpool should and will qualify for the Champions League by getting the result that they need against Middlesbrough and if, and if they're going to celebrate what would be the best way for them to celebrate Christian with some beer 52s on that, <laughs> on that plane over indeed <laughs> clink clink right join us next week then where we will look back at the end of the season thankfully uh, look back at hopefully Liverpool gotten into the Champions League we won't, we'll be sending a message out to James he'll be on a plane to Australia uh, so join us then cheerio <laughs>